Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cooking with Positivity. I am your host, Zykeia McCoy. Here at Cooking with Positivity, we like to focus on positivity leading to success, whether that be in your business, in your love life, or in your everyday decision making. going to go ahead and kick us off with our positivity poem for the month. Be open to the fresh start and the space to create and build remarkable things in a positive space. Grab hold of your path of unlimited possibilities and phenomenal outcomes. Be the positive thought, creation, and energy you want, need, and would like to see. It is Tuesday, so you know what that means. We're going to talk about it from TV shows to beauty products to books. Yes, our Cooking Positivity Book Club is going to commence and we're going to discuss everything. But first, we're going to be joined by our CWP family member, Kimberly Biggs, when we come back. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, I have. I have dreamed of starting my own podcast for so long. And I felt it would be a great way to showcase my business as a caterer and a writer and promote my business. And one of my favorite people suggested Anchor to me. And I tried Anchor and I love it. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. If you want your podcast heard on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard, then Anchor is right for you. So if you want to live your dream Create your own podcast with easy and great tools such as background and description and distributing your podcast on multiple platforms. Go to anchor.fm slash start and start living your dream of your podcast today. We here at Cooking with Positivity are huge on causes that help build up the community and the people in it. We have partnered with Lashbinder, a brand created by celebrity makeup artist Cassandra McGlure, who has created the world's quickest, easiest, and safest tool to apply strip lashes so easily a five-year-old can do it. With every tool sold, a patient who has lost their lashes due to chemotherapy receive a free lash binder with the buy one give one campaign so stop by lashbinder.com and use the code cooking with positivity to receive five dollars off and give the gift of beauty to a brave survivor today ladies we never need a reason to fabify ourselves but we do need the tools to do the job. A few extras here and there never hurt anyone. With lush mink lashes like angel wings and bundles and wigs worthy enough to grace every crown, blessed her hair has just the tools you need to get the job done. Stop by blessedherhair.com and grab the tools to finish fabifying your look today. Welcome back, guys. We are joined with our co-host and CWP family member, Kimberly. Hello, everyone. 
No, we're just going to dive right in. We're going to talk Grammys. Now, there was a few few hiccups with the Grammys. Diddy gave a 50-minute speech at a pre-Grammy party where he won a, a musical icon award. Now, he gave the speech about uh, rap and R&B being disrespected and not, you know, represented in the major categories at the Grammys. And we all know that this has been going on for decades. This is not new, but... That's true. But he felt the need to address it. And so... Yeah, I I know, look, a lot of these award shows have been getting called out, you know, this year. Remember, we talked about the Oscars and them not nominating any women. Yeah. So this is not surprising. No, it's not. But it is disheartening, especially, okay, so in his speech, he said, you know, we put our sweat and tears into the music, the producers, the artists, you know, the conductors, everybody who contributes to these albums, and we just want to be recognized. But what do you think should be more prevalent? Should we care that the Grammys are not representing hip-hop and R&B music, or should we... Go where we're celebrated. I guess I'm saying. Okay, has the Grammys ever been a category? I mean, has hip hop ever been a category in it? It's not. It's not hip hop. It's um, it's called the Urban Music Awards. The Urban Music Award, and it's argued that you know whenever a certain group of people don't know what to call African-Americans or people of color. They put us in the urban category. Instead of, instead of us being recognized, like they don't have, uh, they do have a rap category if I'm not mistaken, but it's not like, uh, who Tyler, the creator, he won the urban, the urban award for best rap album. And he didn't want to be classified as rap. He wanted to be in the in the pop category because he feels like he's an all around artist. So, I, from from my point of view, I feel like all forms of music. If you're gonna have a musical award show, all forms of music should be represented. Right. Well, I don't consider his music as pop. His movie, his music is rap. And see, but see, when you talk about, about <laughs> music, come on now, you you got country, you got R and B, you got rap, you got you got Christian, you. I mean, everybody has a category, and his stuff is does not fit in pop. And see that that's the that's that's so where we have the best country musical award. All right, then they would name the nominees and whoever wins. The best, the, the best of this, the best of that. I mean, so urban. So he, his music is not pop. That's my opinion. His music to me is not pop. 
Well, I'm a, I'm a giving I'm gonna give you guys some of the uh, the uh, categories and the nominees and the winners. All right. So the record of the year, it was Hey Ma by Bon Irver, um, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, Seven Rings by Ariana Grande, Hard Place by Her, and um, Talk by uh, DJ Khaled. And Old Town Road by Little Nas X, True mm-hmm. Hurts by Lizzo, and Sunflower by Post Malone and Swaley. Now, the winner for the record of the year was uh, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Album of the Year, who won? Oh, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. And Billie Eilish won for Song of the Year as well. Although uh, Lizzo and her were both nominated. Lizzo had just as many uh, Grammy nods as Billie Eilish. But she didn't walk away with... I think she walked away with one award. Because Billie Eilish got Best Artist. Lizzo got Best Pop Solo Performance. That's what it was. Okay. And then Old Town Road won for a Best Duo, Best Pop Duo, or Group Performance. Thank you. That's, it's, it's like, I don't understand how they put that in pop. That's rap country. I don't understand that pop. Yeah, so, and the okay, the categories, what, what people are saying is, the academy or the the group of people who make the decisions as to what falls into what category needs to be changed. And one of the executives, she got fired, if I'm not mistaken, before before the you know Grammys came out a few days before, and she said that the algorithm is rigged. To not represent people of color. Even though she respects the artists and she respects, you know, the performers and everything like that. She said the algorithm is rigged. So, I think the question is, do we change the execs who are making these decisions and or adjust the algorithm? Because if you're using an algorithm, you're not really using your own data, or your own thoughts. And I think where a lot of people get things misconstrued is that they think that is the best way to do it because they can't be accused of racism or sexism. But if you look at it, you're still being accused of these things because certain people are not being recognized with this algorithm. I don't... I understand our point, but I, I, you know me, I'm going to be devil advocate. I don't hear a whole lot of country music on the hip-hop stations or the R.B. songs. On I don't, I don't hear none of that. So I believe that a lot of the people who have won is because it's the, it's the category you like that they're in. So you're right. If they never really had a rap, category, then it will be urban, urban music. 
I would take urban music. You'll take urban music? Yes. I would, I would, I would be glad, I would be, first of all, I would be glad if I won an award for urban music. Because it's not pop. Is this music being played on a pop radio station? Well, a lot of people say because pop is hip-hop because it's popular music. Pop stands for whatever popular music there is. And All right, well, country, country is popular. Yep, so... Uh, like 98, Boss Jams is popular. I mean, so that right there, uh, nah, I don't agree with it. Mm. Well, also, speaking on the Grammys, uh, Lizzo... Uh, outfit, her red carpet outfit was compared to uh, Britney Spears outfit from two decades ago. And it did, okay, so they, they did look a little similar. Good. They did look a little similar, but I thought, I thought Lizzo pulled it off. She looked good. Okay, so they upgraded her outfit. Okay. That was better than what that damn called Jennifer Lopez head on. I mean, okay. Ooh. Ooh. I thought Jennifer Lopez's alpha was cute. Don't. <laughs> We're not going to start it on Jennifer again. Look. Jennifer Lopez looks like a little fairy. No. Oh, my gosh. We're not doing this. This is not. <laughs> I'm just telling you that her outfit was better than Jennifer Lopez. Walk around that room and it looks like a little fairy from the cartoon. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Moving on along. <laughs> Kevin Hart, uh, he got some uh, mixed reviews on his uh, motivational speech at the Rock Nation brunch. Okay. Because uh, they were saying that the way he was trying to motivate people felt like that he was tearing them down. Now, if you if you guys have seen the video or you read this speech I think this should be our question of the week do you think that he was trying to build you up or tear you down now what was said in the beginning it was about um, making money and being successful now I a lot of people were saying that you know, he shouldn't be talking about wealth when it comes to people being successful because people in their lives can be successful without money and people could be happy and this and that without yeah, money. That's true. That is true. So, <laughs> this is funny. I just, I just feel like it's Kevin Hart and he's still under fire right now and people feel like they could take shots at him. Because I don't know. Because he made that comment? No. That was, okay. That was just a small part of the conversation. Right? That was a small part of the speech. Just like Diddy's whole speech wasn't about, you know, the Grammys not recognizing R&B and rap artists at the Grammys. He had a 50-minute speech. Kevin Hart gave a 25-minute speech, and it was supposed to be uplifting. And I, I feel like people took those parts and ran with it. 
Okay. Did you see his documentary on, on Netflix? I did, and I think that's why people have start, started to attack Kevin Hart again. Because of the argument that he had with the trainer. But now, if you if you are a fan of Kevin Hart, or if you follow Kevin Hart, or you, you know, watch everything that he does... That was explained after the fact because we didn't see everything. And it was said that Kevin Hart called the trainer out his name after the trainer smacked the camera out of the lady's hand. That's when things escalated to the point where things got physical on the plane. And it's, it is said, like, it's edited to the point where we're coming into the argument at the back end of it. Right. Then I feel like people did the, the same thing they're doing with the speech. They're just taking, you know, certain parts of it and making it negative. I myself felt uplifted. I don't know, like, I can't really speak to the negative things he said because they weren't negative to me. They were motivational. I didn't feel like he was down talking me like like um, some people said. So I don't I don't know. But you okay, you, you feel he, like it should be negative. On, Go ahead. He is focusing on success and money. Yeah, I could, I understand where the people are going with that. I can understand that if he was right, talk about work hard, have some goals. You know. I mean, but I'm saying that's what I took from it. Like, that was what I took from it. And that's why when when he got all of this backlash, I was confused. And I was like, were they looking at the same speech? Like, did they hear the same speech I heard? I'm lost. Okay, so, so you know, it's, 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 that's that's it's crazy because we could both watch what Trump said on TV, and we both gonna walk away with two completely different ideas of what he just said. Yes, we can, and that's how we get our questions of the week. So, <laughs> so. We're going to put this as a possible question of the week. Do you think Kevin Hart was talking down to us and being asinine? You're going to choose Kim? Or do you think his speech was motivational and uplifting? You're going to choose Zakia. We're going to, like I said, we're going to choose, we're going to put that on the show because we we may have another possible question of the week after we get through these topics. Now, uh, speaking of uh, backlash and controversy, Gabrielle Union left America's Got Talent. And she left because she said she observed and experienced sexism and racism on the set. Now, her and Terry Crews have been going back and forth since they left. 
for what since she left. <laughs> because Union, I like her. I see from what I take I but from what I take from her, if she don't get what she wants, she automatically throw out racism, color, because she's a dark skinned woman. That's why she ain't get the part. That's that's my take on Gabrielle Union. She's a great she she's a great actress. But I believe she throws out color when she don't get what she wants. Oh wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I watched the episode <laughs> that she did with Oprah. It was all about racism. She had a nasty attitude. I know I didn't get the part because of my uh, color of my skin. And the girl, the, the part that she played for was darker than her. She has an issue with her skin color. To me. Okay. See, th- this is why we needed to show the uh, Kevin Hart question because. This could possibly be another uh, question of the week. Now, the the issue that her and Terry Crews are going back and forth with, right, is that when Terry Crews came out and said he was approached sexually by a male executive in the industry at a party, you know, a lot of people turned on him. A lot of people was like, oh, you a big muscular man, whatever. You could have punched that dude, whatever the case. Right? But he had a lot of celebrities, you know, supporting him. Using their voice to be his advocates. We all know we hear it all the time that the, the singers and the rappers and the dancers are all sexually harassed. But see, they, okay, he received a lot of backlash because he's a big guy. Like I said, he's a big man. And everybody felt like you could defend yourself. You would have been all right. You could have just punched that dude. But what does, like that. What, what, okay, but what does his, his body type or his size have to do with somebody making a sexual comment to him? Nothing. They're saying that he could have defended himself. That they didn't believe that. What was the what was said? They didn't. People weren't believing that he was sexually accosted the way he claimed he was. Why not? You know, it's a lot of sex in the industry, and regardless, it is. So if he, if he didn't want to get physical, everybody don't have to get physical. Right. He, he asked me that he did it the right way. All right, he, this is what he done. Yeah, he could have had beat him down because everybody said because his size. But why go that route? This is the route. This is his walk that he chose to walk. This is, this is, this is, you know, we hear all the time about it. Um, the dancers, the backup dancers. They just sexually harass. The backup dancers who just trying to get on stage, having sex with everybody to eat to the water boy, just to get a spot. So we know it's a lot of sex in in, in it. It's a lot of sex. Well, see, and and that's where the confusion is, right? The confusion is in because she said there was a whole lot of sexism. And a lot of uh, racial undertones or whatever the case on the set. And he spoke out and pretty much threw her under the bus. 
because he said he never experienced, he can't speak to the sex system because he's not a woman, but he can speak to the racism. He said he personally never experienced this, never experienced the racism. So, like I say, I believe Union throws that out when she does not get what she wants. She throws a fit, and that's the first thing she can holler. That's the first thing she can holler. Well, so, okay, this is, this is going to be our question of the week, right? Because I, I feel that after, regardless of what, what her stance was or whatever her reasoning was, I feel like if Terry Crews wasn't going to speak out to her benefit, then he shouldn't have made it a point to reach out to throw her under the bus either. He should have just left it alone. Did he, just, did he on his own just start talking or did somebody approach him and ask him, did he experience this? They didn't ask him if he experienced it. They asked him how did he feel about uh, Gabrielle Union leaving the show. All right, did he did not throw her? Did he throw her ass under the bus? Yes, they he did. Look, no, no, no. They asked him, "Did you experience this?" No, they didn't. They didn't say that. They asked him how he felt about her leaving the show. That was the question. This is the same. Okay, this is the same type of situation with the uh, the Julian Michaels and Lizzo situation. You were asked a certain question about this person. You and you took it a step further and to give your stance on certain subjects or issues that wasn't asked. They didn't ask him. Did he experience this? The question was. How did you feel about Gabrielle Union leaving the show? All he had to his answer was to throw her under the bus. His answer was to say he can't speak to the sexism, but as far as racism, he's never experienced it. And I feel like that is not someone under the bus. They asked him a specific question and he just answered it. So how is that throwing him under the bus? He said he did not experience it. That doesn't mean that it didn't happen. He that don't mean he threw her under the bus. He just said he did not experience it. That's not throwing her under the bus. But you know, with him being the other predominant black person on the show, that they're they're discrediting her with that answer that he gave. All he simply had to say was it saddens him to see her go or something along those lines and keep it moving. He didn't have to go into depth as far as him not experiencing it. He secured, to me, it was like he was securing his job. No. If she left the show, because this is her statement of why she left the show, and they asked him, well, how do you feel about her leaving the show? And he why did she leave the show? She said because of sexism, racism, and all of that. He responded appropriately to the question. All right. So this is going to be our question. I did not experience that. That's reason I did not experience it. That's not throwing her under the bus. That doesn't mean that she didn't experience it. She could have. All right. Now, how can he say? How can he say? Well, 
did he witness it? Was he an eyewitness? Did he did he hear all the the conversations? If he didn't hear that, then how can he back her up? And this is my thing. He didn't have to back her up, but he didn't have to go on the opposing side either. He could have just been neutral, like I said. It's like he purposely made it a point to say, oh, I never experienced it, as if he was saving his job. He didn't have to back her up, but he didn't have to throw her under the bus either. That's all. That's well, all I'm said, saying. I what you, uh, listen to what you just said. He said, "I did not personally experience it." That's what he said. That's not throwing her under the bus. So that does not mean that she 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 did not receive uh, racism or sexism. She could have. He said, "I did not personally." Have this done to me? But see, we go back to we go back to the optics. Him being the predominantly uh, African American other on the show. Well, he could have simply said, "I, I hate to see." Well, he could have just said, "Well, she made a decision that was best for her." That's and what that I'm saying. Done. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it was a way to, that he could have answered this without it being a direct opposition to her statement because if you if you remember when he came out and said it you know his situation he was at Gabrielle Union was asked specifically oh do you believe that this happened to Terry Crews and she spoke up for him she defended him. And and then it was like it was like one of those things where okay, I stuck up for you, but you get the opportunity to throw me under the bus. Okay, true. But they are not the first two African Americans that have been on that show. They're not. But you know the optics, like I said, how it looks to us and how it looks to the world. Once he said that, he discredited what she said. It was like one of her other co-hosts, one of the female co-hosts, said that they never experienced sexism on the show. That was like a direct opposition, and everybody is looking at it right now. If they should believe her, if they is shouldn't she, believe her. She African American or is she Caucasian or Latino? Is she she's Caucasian. Caucasian. She's called. She was. She's Caucasian, but she spoke to the fact that she's never experienced sexism on the show. And so, when you go on the opposition, because it's a way to just say, you know, not in my experience. But to go, oh, I've never, and Terry Crews went in and he was like, this is one of the most diverse shows I've been on in my time and my 20 plus years in the entertainment business. Like, this is one of the most diverse platforms I've ever seen in my life in X, Y, and Z. So. Let's talk about his experience. Let's his experience. So his experience is not throwing her under the bus. That's his experience. 
And I'm pretty sure that, that she's not the only one that probably experienced that, but she's the only one that came forward, and other ones just didn't ever come forward. And she yeah. has. All right, so this is going to be our question. Last week, if you, the question was, if you found a 43K or a large sum of money in a couch that you purchased from donation, would you return it or would you keep it? Kim said keep it, and a majority of you guys agreed with her. It was six to two. Because I said I would give it back, but that's all right. Look, I'm not. I'm not concerned. <laughs> I'm not concerned. I bought the couch. The couch was given to me. I, the couch, and it's my money. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Question of the week. Question of the week is: Do you feel Terry Crews threw Gabrielle Union under the bus? If you choose. No, you're going to choose Kim. And if you choose yes, you're going to choose Zakia. Are you looking to expand your gift-giving ideas? Well, you should check out Tipsy Chicks. They have fun and stylish drink accessories and tipsy tags that will turn a mundane life into a party wherever you go. Whether you are going on a camping trip, you can bring your folding chairs and your easily accessible folding flask, or you can start the party while you're waiting in line to get into your favorite hot spot. Be sure to stop by Tipsy Chicks. That's T I P S Y C H I C S dot com today and grab a gift that keeps on giving. We have just celebrated the new year, so that means Valentine's Day is not far off. Be one of the first to grab a Valentine's gift basket with everything set up for a perfect dinner for two. Stop by ZakiaMcCoy.com or head over to ZRZ Catering and grab your basket today. cooking with positivity family hump day is almost here and i want you to make sure you join us on wednesday for some riveting host chat maybe an interview and some movie talk right here on cooking with positivity welcome back uh now we have some shows that are ending uh this is going to be their last season Arrow is signing off after eight seasons. Now, how do you feel about that? I never watched it. You never watch Arrow? Really? No, really. Oh, wow. Now, let me ask you, are you into, like, the comic book and, you know, type of TV well, and movie Marvel. shows? I love Marvel. Well, see, that's a Marvel and DC is two different... You know, they're two different ball games. Most people who like yes, DC don't like Marvel and vice versa. I like it all. I don't I don't discriminate. I don't care. But I'm a, I love Marvel. 
I guess you would say I'm a more of a DC type person because I like Batman and stuff. But like I said, I like it all because I love Luke Cage. I love Black Panther. Like it, I I don't really discriminate. But, I love the Black Panther movie, yes. That's what I'm saying. But so it's I'm just Marvel. I mean, it's like if you had a Lexus and a Cadillac. Oh, I love a Lexus. Oh my hey, god! I think it's Cadillac too. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you're a real Marvel head. Yes. I'm not choosing sides with this one. I'm gonna just let this be what it's gonna be. But uh, okay. Arrow is over after eight seasons. And Arrow is DC. So I could kind of see why you didn't watch it. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Power is also in its final season. You know, they're, uh, they're teasing a, a spinoff, which a lot of people said they didn't want because they don't want to follow, you know, a ghost son. But we shall see. It's always interesting, you know. When shows come back, because 50 Cent, he has a show on NBC now. No, on Fox. Coming coming to Fox. So that should be good. And I know, but see, everybody, everybody, everybody talks about that. Oh, how you going to kill yourself off your own show you made? Because he killed himself off before he could go start his other show. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, new. In TV, uh, Black Lightning came back yesterday. Now, do you watch Black Lightning, being that you are a Marvel head? Uh, no, I did not watch it yesterday. Really? Look, that you, uh, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be a Black Lightning, if you're gonna be a Marvel head, you gotta watch all of them. Now, have know, you watched this? I am suffering severely from jet lag right now. Okay. <laughs> I can't I laid across the bed. And that was it. All <laughs> uh, right, and um, I think, I, think oh. I um, I think I still had it on the Disney Channel for my oh, granddaughter. No. I didn't even turn the channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, new in TV, uh, Miz and Mrs. is coming back on USA. That's about the uh, wrestler, uh, the Miz. That show is so cute. Him and his uh, wife and their baby. It's so cute. I love that show. It's on. Uh, it's coming back tonight on USA, and okay. then also uh, be Bobby Flay. And, you, and if anybody knows me, I know I love me some Bobby Flay. He's coming back for a new season on the Food Network. Okay, I love me yes. some Bobby Flay too. Yes, the Catfish is coming back for another season. Now, do you think? <laughs> with all of the tech-savvy stuff that we got going on in this world that people should still be getting catfished? Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the thing is about it is this, we should talk about this also in May. That's mental health. We have a lot, a lot of lonely, lonely people out here. Right. That are dying just to be loved. Right. There's no attention, a companionship. And they would do anything to get that feeling. And there are people out here that knows that. So catfish still going to be going on? Yes. Wow. 
Well, these people on here don't look like they got mental issues. They look gullible as hell, but they don't look like they got mental issues. No, I thought when you say that, that's, when you talk about mental, mental could be anything. Depression, anxiety, stress. Oh, trust me, I know. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fighter of depression every day. Right, so you have a lot of people. When I said mental, it could be mentally, mentally, I'm not okay right now. You could just have. A, a bad day. If you had a bad day, mentally, you're not okay because you just, you try to calm it down, bring it down. So when I say mental, I'm not talking about you having a mental disability. No. Mental could be anything. Sadness, depression. So you have a lot of millions of people out here that are just want to be loved. Right. And they would do anything they have that feeling that they are wanted and needed. Just because they want to be loved so bad. Because that's the loneliness that they have. I hear you. Well, being someone that's been catfished before, I look for the signs. I don't think, um, I don't think people should be getting catfished as much in this day and age. I feel like people should notice some red flags in this day and age and follow yes, the red flags. That's true, too. You know it. You, you know the sign. I mean, I'm sorry. I ain't mean nobody on. I ain't sending nobody nothing that I never <laughs> met. And you tell I send you something online. I don't know. You, I don't want to give nobody nothing in person. No. I'm not giving you sending nothing. <laughs> also, also coming back <laughs> good trouble now uh, this is a show on Freeform it is the spin off to the Fosters this is Jennifer Lopez uh, produced this show and the good trouble follows uh, the two daughters who go out on their own and you know trying to make it in their career fields. One's into tech, computer technology and the other's into law. It's a very interesting show. And uh, the Super Nanny is coming back on Lifetime. I don't know if you were into that, Kim, but I definitely was. I watched the Super Nanny a couple of times, saying, you know what? Mm-hmm. two is just needed a good spanking. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, see, the super nanny was dope to me because she found out what the issues were with the whole dynamic. It wasn't just, oh, the child is being bad or the child is acting out. She figured out why the child was acting out before she did her assessment. She was not no damn Dr. Phil. She was just trying to do discipline. That's all she did. No, she did not. She oh, she did. Oh, no, she did. No, she did not do Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil will get down to the, to the issue. And she, she did, down. too. The only thing she did was discipline. You sit right there. You sit right here. No, you don't do this. No, you don't do that. No, she, to me, it was just some of them damn kids they little care with. That's all. Well, see, this is, this is why I say she figured out what the issue was. Because in a lot of the family dynamics, there was situations where the kids were acting out, but because the parents weren't being attentive 
or mom was too tired and bogged down and dad wasn't picking up his weight. I watch I watch every episode. I watch every episode you was watching. The episodes that I seen, the seven ones that I seen, it was if it was two parents in a household, it was that the parents did not like how they did not agree on how to discipline the child. And that's why the child was having a lot of problems because the child was playing each other parent. That okay. So, that was not every episode. So you should you should have watched more than a few episodes. That's what it was. No, that was uh, she ain't Dr. Phil, no. Ain't nobody compared her to Dr. Phil, but she did she did more than just give out discipline. She figured out what was wrong. That's why it was a okay, never, three days. Okay, right, okay, let me ask you this question. Did she figure out what was that dynamic of the child problem of the child? Did she? Did she? Did she set up some kind of help? Did she tell them that they need to go to this place, go to that place? Did she do anything? After yes, that? she did. Grab her, grab her little hat and her little cape and walk out the door. No, she did. They do. They did the follow up episodes once the like seasons end. They do the follow-up episodes where they check in with the families. She definitely did. This is why you should have watched more than a few episodes. I'm telling you, Super Nanny is it. Oh, I watched <laughs> uh, That's why she got kicked off. Some bad little kids. She didn't get kicked off. She left. <laughs> well, she is coming back. She is coming back for a new season. She's of your lifetime. And I'm excited. And also, Sisters is a new episode coming on tonight. So if you yes, are, yes. Yeah, yes. So if you are watching Sisters and keeping up with Sisters, make sure you hit us up. You let us know how you feel about what you've watched, how you feel about the Sisters, how you feel about the scenarios. Make sure you hit us up. And when we come back, we're gonna uh, do a little bit of talking about our book club books. Hey, Cooking with Positivity family. Be sure to tune in on Thursday where we take it back. We'll break down some of our favorite old school jams, the artists who made them huge and what they mean to us with some fun along the ride. Be sure to join us right here on Cooking with Positivity. Welcome back. Now, our book club book for uh, this month was Patron on Ice by David Weaver. Now, it is a multi-character book about multiple characters attempting to achieve their goal of getting money and surviving in this crazy world. Now, Kim, what do you think about the the storyline or the plot. We're gonna go there. I like the storyline. I like the plot. I like it. I don't want to get too much about it because I want our readers, our listeners, to read the book. Well, see, this this is why I said we're gonna do a semi discussion because on tomorrow we're gonna do a full blown triple host tag team discussion about the book so it's going to be some spoilers so if you guys have not finished the book make sure you fast forward the discussion on tomorrow but right now you're safe because we're just going to talk about uh, the writing style 
and David Weaver. Now, this is an urban fiction novel. I don't know how people feel about urban fiction, but urban fiction is one of my favorite types of books to read. And I feel like David Weaver is a great author. And on tomorrow, I'm going to read his letter to you guys. His letter that he wrote to his fans. All right, now when we come back, I'm going to leave you guys with a positive note. We here at Cooking with Positivity love to support those who support us. Be sure to tune in for our Fun Free Friday episode where you can be a Fun Free Friday raffle winner and win fun prizes from my business, Lisa Deshawn's business, as well as some of our sponsors and some Cooking with Positivity merch. Happy listening. Are you guys enjoying this episode and want to be a part of the show? Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, share, and follow us on all social media platforms that involve cooking with positivity. We can be found on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube under Zykea McCoy. Also on Facebook at Zykea McCoy Inc. Cooking with Positivity, the podcast page, as well as Cooking with Positivity listeners and guest connection group. And zykeamccoy.com so make sure you join this positive movement we would love to hear your story welcome back guys i want to thank you guys for listening to this episode and remember in order to participate and answer the question of the week you can find it on facebook snapchat tiktok youtube and Instagram, just click your choice by choosing Kim or myself, and you will be given two raffle tickets for your response and two raffle tickets for liking and sharing each. So make sure you guys, you know, go ahead and support us by answering the question of the week. And remember, there is no wrong answer. So you choose which answer best fits you. And I want to leave you guys with this positive note. Don't forget to keep chasing your dreams. All right. We are coming towards the end of January and we have created our goal list or you've created resolutions. And we have started to go for what we feel like we need or want in 2020. And I don't want you guys to lose focus on chasing dreams because dreams become fruitions and fruitions turn into magnificent things. So make sure you keep a positive energy and keep chasing those dreams. And I hope you guys tune in tomorrow for a great Wednesday show.